It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld. Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here on CannabisRadio.com. And whenever you're picking up this great podcast, I appreciate you for tuning in downloading it, sharing it, or whatever you're doing with it. Even if you're listening to it while you're driving, drive safely, keep your eyes on the road, but pay attention because we're always trying to provide some good insight, good information. And uh, as you know, my goal is to give some insight, you know, ways to have a better today than yesterday and a better tomorrow than today. Uh, I think that's a philosophy we always have to keep striving for, especially when days are not always that bright or have some tough ones. Um, you know, it's something that we, it's every day is something new when it comes to cannabis, hemp, CBD. Um, one of the biggest challenges we're still seeing is with FDA and trying to figure out where does this compound fit into our market. While we see it everywhere, though, we see it in gas stations, we see it in health food stores, we see it in dispensaries, we see it on Amazon. So today, it's great to have my guest, uh, Alan Roberts from Sakati, uh, Director of Innovation. Thank you for joining us, Alan. And we're gonna talk about this industry and how Sakati's trying to make a, a, a consistent quality control role here, I think, in the, in the, in the world of white label and, and, and manufacturing. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, so, when I, I just wanna quick, quick. When I started in the space, I've said this before, there maybe have been two, three hemp-derived CBD companies out there. Nobody knew what CBD was. And now fast forward seven, eight years, give or take, and you know, there's talk of over 6,500 different brands in the market today, probably more. You're hoping there are more. Tell us a little bit about Sakati, if you can, just to give people a little background about the company. Yeah, so I, you know, I think it's, you know, when you talk about CBD and, and suppliers, it's, it's about quality. And I come from a dietary supplement, food and beverage industry. And so you're looking for quality documentation and consistency. So I think that shows, um, you know, Sakati is a SQF facility. So safe quality food facility uh, certified by GFSI. So Global Food Safety Initiative. Um, so these are all um, kind of certifications that big food, beverage and dietary supplement players are looking for. So when you're developing your product, you want to make sure Whoever supplier you select has all these certifications and technical documentation. So when you take that material and go work with a contract manufacturer, you know, whether it's a stick pack or gummy or tincture or beverage, um, they have all the quality documentation necessary to run that product on their facility. So at Takata, we try and work with like-minded uh, contract manufacturers, networks um, to produce, you know, high quality uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, repeatable, consistent, finished products. I think that's a big thing. Um, so it's easy to buy 500 bottles, 1,000 bottles of tincture. Someone can go right now out and start their own brand. And there's a lot of options out there. So what people don't realize is that 
when you have a good facility, when you have a good um, protocol and, 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 and a relationship in the processing and manufacturing of these type of products is that great. Let's say you got 500 or 1,000 from someplace and then you say, oh, I did very well. I sold them on my website or Amazon. I made no claims. I didn't tell it was going to cure the miracle you know, diseases. And now I got to get another 500 or 1,000 more. Is it going to be the same product? You know, that's something that a lot of people don't realize that they're, and so now a customer that bought it the first time tries it again, goes, what happened? This didn't work the same. It's not the same, tastes the same. So I think that's kind of what I was going at. So Cotty is, is, is setting them, you set yourself up as a premier white label contract manufacturer for a variety of CBD products so that people can not only get confidence in what they're getting the first time, but consistency if they come. Specify certain minors in your products like CBG or CBN, you're able to do that repeatedly. Nice, well, that's a good thing too. I think that's important. That's something I'm looking for right now is I'm working on some formulations and developments. It's, you know, I think CBD is great. And, and, and as we learn, there are roles for the different isolates or different uh, you know, forms factors of it. But uh, right now for me, it's always been, where are we talking about the miners? There's over 120 cannabinoids identified, and we're talking about basically two or three. Mm-hmm. How about give a little love to the, the supporting cast, as I call them? Agreed. Yeah. And I, you know, the other the other part that I like to bring in the mix is other nutraceutical ingredients. You know, uh, hemp is a, a botanical ingredient, just like other dietary supplements, which hopefully it will fit in that category, you know. Yeah, I mean, we see that more and more. Um, there's some benefits to that, you know, adding in uh, the class of adaptogens, a lot of ashwagandha, some mm-hmm. turmeric, some of these herbs and, and botanicals that we have a lot of clinical data on, that there are some structure function claims that can be made around them. Uh, this is why I love, you know, one of my, I give a shout out to one of my buddies from the longstanding industry veteran, Jason Mitchell, uh, CEO of Hemp Fusion, just because he understood that it's not just hemp. And in order to really put a product on a market that can, you know, from a labeling legal perspective, and that's key, you know, um, use supporting ingredients. And so I, I think that's a great play um, uh, and, and a great as, you know, attribute to offer to people. And that was one of my questions, you know, for you in coming in here is that while I, I do believe in the value of, of CBD, I do believe this plant should be more widely available in the different compounds and different forms. When it go, when you go from three to 7,000, let's say at this point, different CBD brands, not all of them are going to survive. Believe me, most of them will not. But how do you look at offering people an opportunity to introduce new products or another brand? Or how does that work for you guys? Is there innovation? You said you can kind of mix and match or maybe sure. your, your carrier oils. Like how do you guys keep it where not everyone, every client has the same product on the shelf? Well, there's a dirty word for private label and that's MOQ which is right. minimum order quantities. Oh yeah. Um, so that's kind of a big separator from white label to private label. Um, so we're working mainly with, a, you know, Sakati clients that are purchasing our raw materials and looking for assistance in doing product support. And that can vary, you know, we have water dispersible powders. So that's kind of a hot category because people tend to be moving away from the tinctures, which is just like a single, mostly, you know, one type product to more, um, functional, it could be hydration. So um, we we sit down with a client and go through what product form, you know, do they want natural? Do they want organic? Do we want it sweetened with monk fruit or stevia? 
packaging, you know, all we go through all the different things and walk them through the entire process um, and even make prototypes. So if you want to try an adaptogenic blend with CBD, we can make you capsules and then take that to a finished beverage, you know, once we test the efficacy. Very cool. No, I mean, this is awesome. That's why I said I, I, I'm going to hit you some questions on because I think a lot of people out there, whether they're um, already taking CBD products or looking to get, get into the CBD business or in this area, you know, they're, they're going to have a lot of these questions. So that's why I said a lot of these manufacturers, I've sat down with so many of them, many of them are friends of mine and say, you know, what are some of the, what are the FAQs? What do you usually get asked by potential clients? Of course, can you give me organic, you know, can you provide organic, you know, extract, um, you know, what about, can you do, do you do the labeling? You know, are you going to, yeah, we, you know, yeah, we support that. And we can actually introduce you to other suppliers too. You know, if you're going to use other nutraceutical ingredients, we have a project brief that walks you through all this, like a, almost like a buffet of selection. So, that's very and cool. then we have, yeah, we have follow phone calls weekly, bi-weekly calls with our clients. So, I think again, this is why I said this is it's a great need for it. I think that there's one of the things that we noticed early on in the industry was uh, a, a rampant uptick in, in CBD products in the market with no real kind of control or or understanding of where they're being manufactured. And I think this is gave a lot of headache to those that operate, you know, from our industry pathway. And people say, oh, the dietary supplements aren't regulated; they're not approved by the FDA. And I'm like, that doesn't mean there aren't tons of guidelines and regulations and certifications so like i said give a shout out to appa the american herbal products association and the cannabis committee and those guys up there have been you know really grinding for a decade or more you know just trying to allow this herb this botanical to become available and it's pretty amazing where we've come to to this point yeah it's um you know i think the other thing that's cool that I think the nutraceutical industry can learn from the cannabis industry is QR codes. Oh yeah. I, I think, think that was a, a, a neat thing. Yeah. It's one of those things that C of A and credibility and, you know, transparency, which is always good for consumers. You know, that's really interesting. I think that's a, a, a key point as a consumer advocate. Someone that goes out there is that we want to be as open and transparent. Uh, it's actually, I've been talking about doing an actual uh, a kind of a show, like a podcast, a, a video. A, I don't know. I hate to say TV show nowadays because it could be a Netflix series. I don't care. But the idea was to go in and really just get behind the scenes in the, some of these manufacturers and these facilities and the people behind it. Because I think more and more, we people, the consumers want to know what's behind the brand. What is the brand stand for what is the infrastructure behind it not just a fancy label but what does it mean from a sustainability standpoint and so forth so we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back and talk more with alan roberts from sakati we get a little baby into sustainability practices and interest there as well so don't go anywhere this is doc rob your concierge to better living here at cannabisradio.com we'll be right back at this quick break the concierge for better living will continue in a moment Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. 
Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, and we are back, and I'm having a lovely conversation today with Alan Roberts, uh, Director of Innovate, Product Innovation from Socati, and we're talking about the CBD, and I was talking before the break about you know, the transparency. You had mentioned QR codes, and I think that's a great uh, way to get back into this is because QR codes got hot for a moment, then they started to fade away, and now they're back, and in part because of the cannabis industry, as well as I'll tell you the coffee industry too. I think that I saw that a lot in uh, coffee drinkers are also connoisseurs, just like wine too. And cannabis is in the same kind of category. So I think when consumers that spend, you can range from a $6 bottle of wine to a you know $1,000 bottle of wine or more, consumers want to know a little bit more about what's in the bottle. And the same thing happens to coffee. Where is it sourced? Uh, you know, different processing or, and now of course, like you said, cannabis. So cannabis, hemp products, CBD, the QR code is back. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I think it's here to stay too, um, because especially um, in a, in a regulatory category, that's a little gray, you know, how you get consumer confidence is by showing what you have. And I think Leaf Report recently came out with like, I think 84% of CBD products didn't meet label claim. So yeah, that, it's a problem. problem. So I think that's one way of overcoming it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I worked in the probiotic space for many years and there's a whole, I, I see a lot of parallels with CFUs, you know, colonizing units mm-hmm. and how, how are you counting them? Is it when you manufacture them, when it's consumed? There's all this, you know, you know and, and that just hasn't been even fully resolved from an education and consumer awareness standpoint. And I see a lot of this with nomenclature and, and, and terminology with the cannabis hemp world. And I don't think anyone, until the FDA makes this final ruling perhaps, or maybe it won't be final, but uh, the next final to final ruling, whatever it is, um, we may not still have that clarity, whether how we label this. I was remember sitting with Michael McGuffin, head of APA in the early days, just trying to figure out how to differentiate hemp extract or hemp oil from hemp seed oil. And, you know, talking with David Bronner about what is, you know, from the hemp seed side, and this is still an ongoing thing. And so I, I definitely love the fact that you brought the QR code. So when you talk about the transparency with the, with the products that you guys manufacture, you have your own farms or you have your own relationships with the farmers like how are you sourcing yes we have relationships throughout the u.s and we basically have relationships with farmers and we cherry pick the best of the best nice and this includes an organic option right yes organic broad spectrum so less than 0.3 percent on the on the full and less than 0.05 percent on the broad and we have organic and broad as well and then um, the other cool thing is the water dispersables, uh, 25% CBD content, um, micro encapsulated. So it goes well into solution, uh, dispersible, slightly cloudy, um, can be used in hot and cold beverages. So if you like coffee with your CBD in the morning, mix it straight in with Joe. Um, and then also a, a 25% CBN content. So if you want like a nighttime product, but yeah, it's great for like formulators and brands because there's a wide array of ingredients it's a to select from. 
No, I, I think that's great. And a lot of different form factors. So you had mentioned tinctures, capsules. What else can you guys offer as far as? So ready to mix beverage, gummies, soft gels. Nice. So, yeah. And, and then like I discussed before, we, you know, just, just talk about minimum order quantities. So we're in alignment um, or, you know, we can also provide some white label options and direct, you know, customers in that way. Very cool. No, again, this is key. And, and you had mentioned you had come from the natural products industry prior to this. Uh, what, what kind of, you know, experiences or, cause again, I'm bringing a lot of parallels obviously already from probiotics to, yeah. to everything else. So I'm just. So yeah, I started in the dietary supplement industry straight out of college, um, was a runner at NCAA division one track and cross. Um, and so I always had a, you know, um, just always into uh, exercise performance and nutrition. Um, so got right into product development, uh, worked for companies like uh, Natrol, um, doing product development for them. They have like seven different divisions and then uh, Herbalife uh, doing some regulatory uh, and just been working with companies from the get-go for 20 years, working with suppliers, contract manufacturers and brands and putting products together. Um, and different product forms. So it's really fun creating the science and the creativity and combining both. And what I like about being in the CBD industry, because I left that line well, and leave, but in 2016, I, my primary focus was you know, CBD because I saw where the market was going, that this is what I consider a unicorn ingredient, um, you know, effective, you know, experiential, you know, clinical studies still underway. Uh, what I believe is a good safety profile. Valid Care just came out with some great news on like 839 participants. Uh, you know, relatively workable on different product forms. Um, cost effective. Um, getting more, so, getting more cost effective. Yes, I. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Said, I mean, doing this for so long. I mean, remember the pricing was when I started almost cost prohibitive because of a supply and demand kind of ratio. And now that's where I, that's kind of where I'm going wanted to go in the sense is we've seen a lot of this in the natural product industry. And I want to get a little of that background. I appreciate you sharing as like, as I said, I've spent most of my career right out of college going into the space. I did a little bit of that. I started with the front of house where I, you know, kind of educated on finished products and brands from country life to you know, garden of life, et cetera. And then have worked backwards because it is exciting. The more you dive into formulation, the ingredient profiles, then the ingredient sourcing all the way down to how it's grown and the soil it's in. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing when you get that full understanding. And the same thing, I have that same passion, which is why I went to culinary school of where my food comes from. And the more we, I think a lot of people have that interest is growing is we want to know where our food comes from, where, where and how it's grown and how it's transported. I mean, this is something that is definitely the, you know, the movement, but, but when it comes to CBD, my only concern or not that it's concern is the reality is that pricing has dropped significantly and supply continuously expands. So our goal was always to have it in everyday products, everyday vitamins, everyday lifestyle forms in a cost effective manner. And I love what you said about the safety profile. That's number one. And as, as a doctor or someone that does this, and I know from a regulatory standpoint, we want to make sure what we're putting out there is, is effective and safe for the consumer. So yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Seeing that. I think, you know, the, the, I think the price and, and a lot of this will be fixed when the FDA, you know, kind of gets the, 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 I don't know, the foot off the CBD's industry's neck. 
because this is kind of stymieing it right now. It really is allowing allowing bad actors. Yeah, bad actors and pharma to try to manipulate, uh, you know, know, monopolize and manipulate kind of the, I may have a new word. It was a little combination there. But, um, you know, that's the idea is to say, how can we monopolize and manipulate the industry to where we have control? And this is something that I'm seeing. And and it's interesting with with chemistry and plants. um, You know, I've always brought up the St. John's wort phenomenon that happened many about 10 years ago 15 years ago where it was this remedy a miracle for depression worked better than prozac so then they started to pull it apart what part of the plant is working the best so we can isolate that and and use that only and it said you know what when you isolate it out only it didn't work as well (laughs) it worked better when it was with the whole plant and combined with like you said other but other botanicals and other herbs to make it a more fully you know well-rounded formula and i think that's where i love the expertise you yeah. bring in to kind of yeah and i think that's that's where farmer misses out is you know sometimes it's isolating that one molecule whereas you can create a multifaceted formulation that hits multiple mechanisms of action yeah it's very key and uh, like I said, there's a lot of different facets. I know pharma has, there's been some companies doing development to isolate and synthesize isomers and different forms of the compound. So they're basically doing the same thing, but can't be called the same thing. You know, there's a lot of that. And we talk about this as a spectrum in the healthcare world. And I really believe for me, it's always been as much as there's that push towards isolating and synthesizing and chemistry, you know, all that. We also have a big push, especially in our industry, for the ones that don't want you to do anything with it. The whole plant, the unmanipulated, just grow it and keep it clean and organic. And I think that's a really key facet for everyone listening is that there's always going to be this big spectrum. Find where you feel comfortable or get education or learn more about it so you know what part of that, whether you want just an isolated CBD product or you want the whole plant full spectrum unadulterated. I'm not here to judge. I'm here to guide and support. And I appreciate that uh, in that as well. We're gonna take one more quick break, Alan. When I come back, I want your you know thoughts on that. And I got another last kind of industry going forward question. So don't go anywhere. I love sure. the conversation. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here at cannabisradio.com. We'll be right back. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. All right, all right, all right. And uh, we are back. And it's funny that I did my McConaughey because, you know, Sakati's based in Austin, Texas, right? That you're in Texas as a headquarters? Correct. Yeah, and the extraction facility is out of Missoula, Montana. 
Montana. That's cool. So again, I just want people to understand the the the, the parameters of it and and, and where um, obviously website wise, where can they find you guys? Learn more about Sakati. I know I have links sure. on the way. But. Um, so it's www.sakati.com. So S O C is in cat, A is in apple, T is in Tom, and I is in indigo. So sakati.com. Um, and then for any inquiries, please send emails at sales at sakati.com. Very cool. I'm sure you're going to have some people inquiring because it's a great turnkey service. And I'm, you know, going to have some more conversation with you guys as well and dive in deeper. So if anyone has more questions and or have other, you know, insight or interests, shoot it to me. Don't forget social media is that this was there for at Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you can find me. You know, these days, sometimes I pop into Clubhouse even. So uh, keep out there. But one of the conversations I just want to jump in as we're thinking forward. Yes, we're waiting for the FDA to figure out what they're doing. We're watching different states. We're talking, we're seeing Congress talk about decriminalizing or legalizing cannabis. It's really an amazing time with a lot of positivity and some uncertainty. And one of the areas that is one of the most interesting ones is Delta 8. And I just didn't know if that's come across your plate much at all. If you're getting a lot of interest in your thoughts real quick, just on that compound. Yeah. Um, so a lot of inquiries, um, but Sakati is not touching it um, from a regulatory standpoint, business standpoint. Um, there's a lot of groups that I, I think the hemp authority is also frowning upon it as far as kind of the uh, psychoactiveness. So yeah, we're not doing anything with Delta 8. Yeah, it's a tough one. I know a lot of people got excited um and i and i understand to a degree why i'm not i'm not knocking the potential of a lot of benefits without the psychoactivity or just to feel good i said but the reality is here we have to look at what's going to promote a good industry going forward and and with good actors and like i said i just think that there's a little bit unknown there and i think a lot of people are concerned that this is going to cloudy up even more so the fda's position so let's get cbd figured out Let's get that all dialed in and then we'll have another more research and another discussion around other compounds like Delta 8. So again, I'm sure people disagree. People are probably loving Delta 8, but you know, again, it's not really just about you. It's about how can we get this plant and the compounds available for those that need it, whether it be uh, under the medical purposes or just, you know, wellness purposes. I, I want to say that I don't like saying- Or maybe medical. some labeling, you know, some yeah. discretionary labeling. Yeah. I'm not against it, but I just, yeah. you know, I could be, it's just a bit of an unknown at this time. Again, coming from someone that was doing CBD when it was just a complete unknown and knowing how far it's ta- long it's taken, how far we've gotten to get to this point to now throw in another unknown into that conversation. I know that's, there's a lot, that's where a lot of the pushback is. I don't think a lot of the industry has a pushback against the compound. I think it pushbacks against the muddying of the, of the regulatory framework right now that's been pushed so long at this point so i just want people to understand that if you have more questions about delta eight we could have a conversation about that further going forward or have some guests discuss it i know it's you know buzzing around right now but i just wanted your feedback alan so i appreciate that and uh um, definitely going to have some people reach out to you going forward um you know one of the things that i i think that people were wondering about or at least i've seen is is a relationship with suppliers for packaging you know, cannabis has become one of the more wasteful packaging 
uh, industries, unfortunately, due to all the child safety and all the plastic that's being used. And hopefully, you know, with a glass bottle, like I said, for tinctures are very popular. So you get these certain products that are in high demand and supply chain, especially with COVID, caused some issues. And then you had other ones that are easy to get, but they're really not where the industry or many of the consumers want to be carrying. So how are you guys looking at, obviously, ongoing innovation and packaging? And, 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 and Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of the packaging is sometimes is divide, um, excuse me, um, is directed by our customers. So, okay. you know, sometimes they want a CRC or child resistant cap and that's their selection or, you know, they yeah. want it in a display box and stick pack. So a lot of it's driven by the customer um, and we try and stay within kind of regular uh, packaging type options on, um, you know, products that we're working on because then you're looking at kind of custom molds and a lot of expenses uh, to run, you know, a, a customized tincture bottle. And then, you know, if you're running a customized bottle, we have to have that documentation that shows that that bottle is safe for food contact. Oh, yeah. So because of our qualifications, we have to work with like-minded co-packers. So we can't just throw stuff together. I love um, it. And, that, and that's really what I just want to wrap up with that whole point is that it's not easy to do this and you want to work with professionals and it takes a lot of work from the label to the packaging, to the bottle, to the cap, to the source of the ingredients, to the, everything. So I just really appreciate you coming on out and say, talking about Sakati. I uh, wish you guys really good luck with this. It's, it's definitely an interesting industry and uh, we're going to keep tabs on how you guys are progressing and uh, we'll definitely have people looking, looking you up online and hopefully giving you a shout. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another great episode of Concierge for Better Living. Thank you, my man Brasco, for helping produce this episode, the team at, at Cannabis Radio, and all my uh, friends, family, followers, and those of the likes. Please give me a shout, throw up a finger, and say, hey, what's up? Uh, this is Doc Rob wishing everyone, as always, all the best in health and happiness. Take care and be well. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.